The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. And did you see that Ed played uh, a private show earlier this week? Yeah, I think so. Like like him and the Chainsmokers or something like that? Yeah, and it was in Texas. And it was, uh, it was actually at a zoo. Yeah. Which was strange. <laughs> it was like, it made me think of, I don't know if it was in five against one or if it was uh, somewhere else, but I believe they said the first even flow video treatment idea was, it was at a zoo and I yeah, don't know yeah. if they shot anything for it. Like it, how far along in the process it got, but I think the band eventually was like, this is, this is kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they did get footage from it because I think it leaked earlier this year or so uh yeah i think it leaked earlier this year no way for a couple weeks before it got taken down oh wow yeah i was wondering if that would ever see the light of day i mean because you know every band kind of like repackages their older material into like a box set and they'll like call you know anything that any practice session or whatever to to make something interesting for uh because people want to see the early days and stuff but i actually would like to see that <laughs> i want to see the mm-hmm. even flow zoo zoo video or if they just like you just see ed like mm, i don't i don't know the giraffe is kind of like making me lose interest in <laughs> in this idea i i don't really feel the song anymore i gotta i think we should just do a live. <laughs> Welcome to Season 8, Episode 3 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through every song in the Pearl Jam catalog. I am your host, Brandon Paloma. Each episode, I go track by track with a guest through every album, soundtrack, single, and b-side to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon today talking about the fan club song cover Don't Believe in Christmas with guest Thomas Gregory. Hello, Thomas. How's it going? It's going great. How are you today, Brandon? Good. Happy holidays. Oh, maybe that's how I should have began it. Hmm. Yes. Let me think. No, because I don't think I did it on the other Christmas episode I did. Oh, that's never mind. then. (laughs) (laughs) Happy holidays. I'll just say that again and edit the other part out. Thank you very much. Yes, I have my eggnog (laughs) right here ready to go. All right. Well, we're we're talking about this song released on the fan club single in 2002, a cover of the Sonics, who are from Tacoma, released on their 1965 album. Here are the Sonics and also included on a 1966 uh, compilation just called Merry Christmas, I believe. Oh, yes, I, I did see that merry christmas one because they actually have a few other christmas songs on that with a few other bands it was like a deep six of the uh i guess christmas songs of i don't know if they were all from seattle or maybe they were all just cool garage bands of the era but it was kind of neat yeah looks like uh written by jerry rosalie or gary oh man i don't know i can't tell yes he was (laughs) 
yeah, I, I did see his name in both ways. And it was, I think he's the piano slash organ player. In yeah. Tonics. But I don't think he's with that band yeah. anymore. I don't think he's still touring because I'm sure they're, they're all older guys now. So maybe he just kind of retired. <laughs> yeah, they still kind of, they had been playing around a little bit, like pretty much all throughout ever since they founded. Let's see, Pearl Jam has only played this song twice. Uh, once at the Showbox, which you could see on the Showbox DVD, December 6th, 2002. And then a couple nights later, and I closed that window. Oh, man. Do you have that up? <laughs> the, the, the Key Arena Key show. Key Arena, I that's think right. it was the second one. And they closed the show that night, too. Yeah. I, think, I believe it was after a Yellow Ledbetter performance. And it was the same kind of deal where... Ed came out and he, he he splayed out the lyrics and he was like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep it going." And the band, the crowd was like, "Okay," they kind of bopping their head, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably expecting a more well known song to close the show. But it was neat because they do not play a lot of December shows. Yeah. I was kind of looking that up for statistics and I was like, since in the 2000s, they there's only been like little spurts where they'll play um, shows in December. Maybe it's, I don't know, they all have kids now, so maybe they want to save their time for that. But uh, December and January, they tend to take off. Yeah, I think usually sometimes if they're playing like late, late in the year, they'll be more towards the equator. Usually I think like they've had like played Mexico later in the year. And I don't know if they've done any South America or uh, Australia. I think they did an Australia one or something like that, too, late in the year as well, just because of the uh, the weather and everything, because it's hard, you know, especially in the Pacific Northwest to uh, do a lot of traveling and everything like that. Right. Was that? Oh, yeah, 2005. Was that the first South America year? Because they did play six December shows that year. But it was like a weird trend. I was like, yeah, in the early days, they played a lot. I know a lot of bands play. New Year's Eve shows is kind of a, it's, you know, a way to get in front of a lot of people. But as time went on, they were like, "Eh, you know, we have, we have some sway. So we want those nights off too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. And even, even most jobs kind of give you a day or two off. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) Yeah. This is true. But um, yeah, the Sonics, seemed like a really neat band i had never heard of them before this song mm-hmm. and i had no idea like how old they were because you hear of the mc5 you hear of the stooges like oh early garage rock like these are the guys that started it and then there's this band called the sonics that i hadn't heard of too much and um and they were pretty good and they were 
pretty loud and aggressive. And they started in like 1960, mm-hmm. or the early 60s. That was their start date, which is like pretty, you know, that's like the edge of early rock. Like, yeah, yeah. pretty punchy band, which you can appreciate because that's, that's what a lot of bands jumped off of. So that's, that's awesome. The song is pretty faithfully reproduced. It is a very sort of, uh, I think, blues, rocky, early rock sort of sound, and they 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 pretty much uh, do it justice. Well, mom and dad said we could, so I did what I should. Hung my stocking on a wall, didn't get a thing at all. Don't believe in Christmas. Don't believe in Christmas. Don't believe in Christmas. Cause I didn't Pretty much like all this. This song has been covered by a lot of people, and quite a bit of people. Not not really any huge known artists, uh, uh, except for Smash Mouth. You know, <laughs> right? Smash Mouth. <laughs> they, I appreciate Smash Mouth on the on the level that they had a few hit songs, and good for them. Like it seems like they're they had like a what do you call like a low ceiling as far as mm-hmm you know amazing ability or writing ability yeah. but, but what they did they did pretty good and it's <laughs> like all right they're catchy and whatever like but they're not deep culture <laughs> but but they got people snapping their fingers and stuff and they got in a shrek movie which, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hopefully they got a lot of money for it <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's it's hard to get paid as a musician so on that level it's like hey good for this yeah they they you know they had hits and you know people still want to see them i mean i guess if they were you know I don't know, kind of blew up and then kind of just disappeared into obscurity, yeah. into the sands of time or something like that, then, you know, that's one thing. But they're still they're still out there, even though they just kicked out the uh, the lead guy and replaced oh. him. Yeah, it sounds like he's having some trouble. I hope he, he figures that part out, you know. You want people to, to do well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they. It, it's one of those bands that you're just like, they should have been a one-hit wonder like but one-hit wonders don't they're not as common as before because there's usually like maybe it's like the promotion machine but or something but i always paired smash mouth with like sugar ray Mm -hmm. and you think of like one song with smash you think of like all-star like the song with sugar Ray. i can't even think of the name of it right now but that oh fly Mm -hmm. yeah but then you're like, oh, they actually have like three or four songs after that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they they actually have like a little catalog <laughs> where they could put out, you know, sell them to commercials and whatever. And it's like, all right, you know, that's uh that's what you do when you're when you're just trying to, you know, get by and keep your uh keep people's interest. Yeah, so long as you have I think you probably uh have your finances in order yeah you just uh, need that green shrek money rolling in nuts (laughs) (laughs) that shrek money is is easy (laughs) and then i found 
on my own search, there was a guy, his name is Peter Covery. And I don't know if that's, he's got his own band or if it's just him singing with session people, but he sang a version of it. And for some reason, it sounded to me, it was, it went either two roads. One part of my ear went to, oh, that sounds like Buddy Holly. Cause it mm-hmm. had a little, that fifties, like reverb echo to the, that like hiccup vocal that Buddy Holly did. And then the other ear to me said, that sounds just like the Saved by the Bell theme song. <laughs> it was like, it was like yeah, playing, it, it was playing in the back of my head, like the way the guy sang it. I was like, it's all right. And I was like, that sounds like the Saved by the Bell. <laughs> yeah, and, and Saved by the Bell like is one of those things too, where um, it was like a 90s show for, you know, kind of, kids and stuff like that but for some reason there was like 50s throwback sort of setting to it where it's kind of like you know kids kids don't care about you know kids in the 90s don't care about you know the 50s or whatever but it's the people who are old enough to be making those shows that are into the 50s so they're like hey uh what what do we show the kids like what the real rock and roll is or something Right. We could see the elevator pitch for for uh, Saved by the Bell being like it's happy days, but like you know, in California in the nineties or something. Yeah, nine hundred two and zero. Yeah, they they're all like reimagined settings for old ideas. <laughs> but then you look to like you know greek tragedies or greek whatever in shakespeare is like all right i guess it's the same story <laughs> they just talk different but i thought that was an interesting cover mm-hmm. um and then there's the pearl jam one which we're talking about now and um i think it's pretty solid it's got like that you know because matt was pretty new at that point he'd only done he did the 98 tour and this is like his first like album that he'd been a part of tour and he like knocks out that kind of wipeout, just like hot drum beat that just like grabs your attention at the beginning. But the uh, the guy I wanted to highlight on this song, uh, because I think it may be his first showcase, is Boom. Yeah. That was like a crazy organ solo, because this is like, they don't play Crazy Mary in these first few, because was this considered his first couple of shows the showbox one uh yeah i think so yeah because this was before the riot act tour started uh they they did a, a couple of shows i believe in that in late 2002 yeah because I, I was thinking that these were his first shows i couldn't like solidly confirm it but i was like i think they might be because it's the o2 kind of jump off to like the huge o3 tour that they did but i mean he like 
he sinks his teeth into it and you're like Mm -hmm. yeah this this guy is like he's in the band (laughs) and in in on the showbox dvd you know it's a very limited like small club setting so they don't have their their normal lighting rig or anything but they actually during that song they actually like give him a literal spotlight to like kind of shine on him for a bit when he's doing the solo mm-hmm. and he nails it and you could tell and he looks like he's the one who's having the most fun in the song because i would say like the rest of the band i bet they're having fun but they're they're more like all right let's get the parts right but you know boom was like i've been looking forward to this part the whole night <laughs> like i probably love boat captain too because that's the song he wrote with ed but you could tell he's probably like all right this is this is the one i get to like you know put a little flair into and um that's it's neat because you can see like a quick little smile because the camera angle isn't they don't have one that's like directly on him and they're kind of like feeding between stone and the drums to like kind of catch him but you can see that they have a light on him so if you were in in the crowd you could be like all right yeah this this is like the new guy's moment which is neat yeah, and like kind of Mike starts off that that solo where Boom plays. Mike has a solo before that, and then he kind of starts another solo, and then Boom starts coming in, and Mike's kind of like, oh, hey, I don't know if like he didn't know that Boom was going to come in or he forgot or Boom just says like, no, man, I got something here. Let me let me jump in here with this and just kind of back off. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, do it. Or he's just like, I'm going to, yeah, or he's like, I'm, I, I will play this if you kind of feel like taking it over i you can take the baton but if not i will keep it because it's your first show <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe it's that way um but yeah it, cause they, they did they did some other shows there was a uh i think the the show in september i think of that year they played um love boat captain live for the first time or it was like house of blues or something and uh and i think the first show that boom played stone wasn't there and they had like the cardboard cut out of him Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I uh, I had heard of that show and I just sort of reacquainted myself with it when I was uh, digging into this tour for this episode. Yeah, Boom, I he slid in very nicely. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, I think this is very uh, applicable to their state right now, of course, because uh, Josh is now their like gigaton, you know, wizard who kind of like pops in with vocals and electric guitar and whatever else they need so that's uh that's cool to see that Mm -hmm. this is a kind of a marker of when they first had somebody come in yeah there's not really much about this song like i said especially since they only played it twice uh lyrically it's just pretty much uh something will happen and uh you know i mean the chorus uh don't believe in christmas because they didn't get nothing last year so Every verse kind of sets it up where it's kind of like, oh, here's something that happened in like a little vignette of this happened at Christmas and yeah. I got shut down, you know, didn't get anything. Santa didn't show <laughs> right. up or some lady slaps me because I'm trying to assault her. I don't know. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's a weird thing. Like there's so many Randy, uh, well, not so many, but there's a few. Santa very, gets Ru- Rudolph very, drunk on moonshine. Very popular christmas songs where where people get a little randy and it's like i i've never understood quite understood that like the baby it's cold outside and santa baby i saw mommy kissing slam yeah yeah yeah. and (laughs) and like why 
why are these? Maybe it's because people like love songs, so they're kind of wedge Christmas and love together. But you're like, do you think more New Year's with people trying to get together, like the kiss at midnight, which is like whatever, or like Valentine's, but they keep trying to wedge love and getting together at Christmas time. It, it, it's odd. <laughs> but at least in this song, the guy gets shut down. So he gets reprimanded because <laughs> it says, uh, she slapped me down and said, you jerk, mistletoe don't work. <laughs> and you're like, all right, well, maybe this is why they picked that song because mm -hmm. at least the guy got what was coming to. <laughs> I was thinking um, in this era, because this is the Sonics were very garage rock, like, People would associate that sound with the Stooges, with MC5, kind of big drums, a little bit the early fuzzy guitar. And it uh, it reminded me of that era of like the 2002. They did a few shows there too, a lot in 03 and some in 04 with the Vote for Change. They started doing a lot of like punky covers. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, like there was a lot of them. And I started, I was like, oh, I remember a few. And then I started looking through and I was like, oh, there's a lot. And I think this is like when they got a lot more, um, I mean, they've always been political, mm -hmm. but I think this was more, instead of being political, like between the songs, it was more political in the songs and in the covers. Because um, they had, I'm trying, I'm reading from a list here, but it was, uh Bleed for me, the American in me, lion share, know your rights, kick out the jams, new world, and um, and I would almost qualify, uh, give me some truth, almost as kind of like a punky song because it's pretty. I mean, it's John Lennon, but it's like pretty punchy and yeah, they play it just that, like a tad bit thing. harder. I think they hit it yeah. a little bit harder. And he loves shouting. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, he in that Garden DVD, you know, he's loving, like, the show, da, 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 like, that, that rat-a-tat, like, vocal delivery. And, um, and it's, it's, it's really good. Like, they, they just sink their teeth in. And this feels like one of those, like, older punk songs where it's, like, in-your-face, like, frantic, just really quick frantic verse and then there's a big sing-along chorus and you could it feels like kind of ramonesy but even like earlier like early rock mm -hmm. you could you could find that in there too yeah i think that's uh that's about it for this song right yeah it's i mean it's one of the ones that they actually played which for the christmas singles which is <laughs> which is big and they played it twice in a short period of time and it's one of the few that they've played um, that actually mentions Christmas. Yeah. I was looking through and I was like, let me sleep. They actually just played recently. Mm -hmm. And they played this one. They played let me sleep 10 times. I'm using live footsteps here. And don't believe in Christmas twice. And then the other ones that mention Christmas, I have a Santa God, the Jingle Bells, Mike instrumental and then they do it in ramblings but i don't know if there's another one there might be but i would have missed it oh and i in christmas singles in general i heard a podcast i think it was last summer called the drummers 
resource that Matt Cameron did. And they asked him at the very end, it's a great listen. Like people want to listen to the whole thing. There's a lot of good stuff there. But at the very end, the host asked Matt about the Christmas singles and that the fact that they were discontinuing them. And he's like, oh, I know. He's like, we really enjoyed doing them, but we were doing a, we were building a new warehouse and a new studio and we'd been working on the record for two years. So I think it became, they became a little overextended. He's like, but we would love to do some in the future. But he said, you know, he left it vague. So like maybe it would be like a treat that they would throw out here or there. But, you know, who knows? Right on. Yeah, man. We just need to start uh, busting them out and uh, and playing them while we're uh... Well, we're uh, opening presents or something. Return on that Pearl Jam Yule Log video. I think that's still around. I think this song was uh, included on that as well. Oh, cool. Uh, but now, now that we're talking about it and the season and everything like that, and we're here at the end of the episode and and and, and, and possibly maybe in a, in a separate universe, in a different timeline, you know, at the end of single video theory, uh, Ed maybe would be asked, you know, he was asked, uh, what does Pearl Jam mean to you? And and I think now we, we have already asked you that question and there's only one other question that I could possibly ask. And, and, and so I turn that to you, Thomas. Uh, what does Christmas mean to you? Oh, that's, that's a very uh, genuine and uh, that's, a, that's a deep question. Because and that's probably the, the longest I could have taken <laughs> to, to formulate and ask that question. Hey, we went all over the road, took this, some weirdo, not even shortcuts, kind of taking in the scenery before I got to that one. That was a journey. You showed me your whole neighborhood and then you're like, and then you gave me, and then you gave me the present and I'm going to unwrap it slowly, <laughs> but the first thing that comes to mind is uh, my family's giant Christmas Eve party. My parents throw it every year, like pre-COVID. We have a huge extended like Irish Catholic family. We invite neighbors, we invite friends, and it's uh, it's just so much fun. Like every year, somebody's having a baby, and we always joke like, "Oh, that." That family's, you know, my cousin and that family kind of looks more like the cousin and that family. Like maybe they got switched like years ago because <laughs> people, everybody was, uh, you know, wanted to see the baby and maybe they got switched around one year. <laughs> but anyway, um, but my favorite part too is at the end of the night, there's a few people like kind of, it gets a little quieter. It's like getting near midnight and people are going home and there's a few stragglers i'm hanging out with my mom and my uncle john and my dad who like do all the cooking and all, everything and we try to count up everybody who has been to the party because mm -hmm. every year it's like a different crew and like five or six years ago we hit our record and we had 121 people oh wow <laughs> at a house party i'm like that's crazy for like a frat party or something like <laughs> And it was like, it was, it, it's always so much fun. So we can't wait to do that again. It probably won't be this year. It'll probably be next year. But I'm just so thrilled that we're like getting further along to, to that point again, where we could all get together. And then of course I have my own 
two kids, uh, Thomas and Edward, who are uh, Thomas is six, Edward is two, and and my wife Katie, who uh, just seeing like the whole season through through young eyes is just it's just awesome. And it, it not to be too hallmarky yeah. about it, but it is so <laughs> it is so fun to uh, just go through all that with them because it makes the songs fun again because you know when you're when you don't have kids and like you're too old for it it's like it gets a little like all right i just (laughs) i just want to get through all this traffic (laughs) but then when you you have your kid it's like it becomes magic again you know like in the let me sleep song like oh yeah there is some magic to be reclaimed when you're older (laughs) and uh and also uh you know just saying you know santa's watching is always a good trope card like when your kids being (laughs) being tough in early december (laughs) it's always a good uh a good trump card for that yeah it's i think you probably there's a time in a lot of people's lives maybe or i know like for me it's kind of like oh i'm too cool for christmas or something like that but i think it's it's you know you have to remind yourself i think it's a it's a good reminder this kind of time of year to sort of like you know what there's a lot of crappy stuff that happens so go ahead and take time to enjoy life you know i mean right you, there there needs to be a reason for you to go on so i mean find it and you know don't let any bad stuff or whatever what's what's happening in the real world or whatever like that kind of bring you down yeah there's there's a reason where you can like reconnect with humanity with your family with with or if you're your friend group or everybody or and you can like give a little to your community or something it's it's all a beautiful thing because it's it's uh there's a lot of people who don't have much and it's it's good to find a way to reach out yeah so thanks for coming on and and sharing this time with me always a good time brandon love talking pearl jam the Better Brand Podcast is produced by listenaprino.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenaprino at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Brand Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbrandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Better Band Pod. I'm on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you would like to support this podcast, you can go to either ko-fi.com slash Brandon P or patreon.com slash Brandon P. You can also give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, but don't forget to tell your friends. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share, and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Thomas, and as always, this is Brandon saying, You know, we had a lot of fun tonight, but there's nothing funny about vapor lock. It's the third most common cause of stalling, so please, take care of your car and get it checked. I'm Joe Namath. Good night. Merry Christmas. Listen up.